0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Radio (laughs) Yeah Now those other stations out there They always got something to say Sure But uh Not this station right here We don't just got something to say y'all We got the truth
2: Welcome Truth Seekers, you're listening to A Measure of Truth on BlogTalkRadio.com and I'm your host, Michael Fordham. Look, if you just click the link on my webpage or you're listening on BlogTalkRadio.com or even the Blog talk Radio player on my Facebook page and you want to call in live, look, we'd love to talk with you. So give us a call, the number is 347-326-9470. Or if you like, you can tweet me your questions and comments at twitter.com slash A Measure of Truth. Also, if you haven't yet, why don't you look me up on Facebook? I'm the Michael Fordham with a photo of me in studio, and you can always email me your questions and comments at a measure of truth at gmail.com. Look, we got a great show for you today. We'll be right back after this. Janice Montgomery Abukar strauser has been described as a tenacious sales and marketing professional who is at the top of her game. Her marketing skill has developed through an involvement with many direct sales organizations throughout the past 25 years. In August of 2004, she founded and launched JMA Publishing. Their first publication, the Fort Worth Small Business Times, successfully launched in August 2004 with 27 prepaid ads. Her company is a 100% minority woman-owned business. In addition to the publications in 2004 and 2006, she founded and sponsored two networking organizations for small business owners and women in business. And in 2005, she created the first talk show for small business owners. The voice of small business focuses on providing critical information to help small business owners to grow their businesses. Janice Montgomery Albuquerque strauser welcome to A Measure of Truth. Hello there,
3: Michael. Thank you so much for inviting me to I'll be a part of your show and welcome, audience. You know, again, my name is Janice Montgomery Albo-Kai Strasser. And so often I'm asked, well, why do you have so many names? Montgomery is my father's father's name. Albo-Kai is my professional name. And Strausser is my husband's name. And that's who I am.
4: Okay, well, let's talk
2: a little bit more about some of the things that you're doing. Um, tell us a little bit about who you are, as far as where are you from, and give us a little bit about your upbringing so we can, you know, get to know you a little better.
3: Well, absolutely, Michael. Thank you again for that. I was born in Northport, Alabama. Go mm. Tide. Yes, back in the 60s. Yes, in the 60s, the Wallace days. One of the, okay. of the first 13 students to attend an all white school in Northport, Alabama, Tuscaloosa County High School.
2: Wow. Wow, that was a pretty big deal back then, huh?
3: It was a big deal, big deal. As a matter of fact, our home was vandalized a number of times, and my mother decided to move us to Oakland, California. Who was there then? The Black Panthers, yes.
2: From the fine sand mm. to the fire, yes, right, right. so when so let me ask a question. You're doing yeah. a, a lot of things where you are helping people to you know sort of accomplish their goals. you have this hidden energy in yourself and self-determination. So, where did this all come from? What do you think makes you that person?
3: You know, I have a, been asked that question many times, and first of all, let me say, it's my inner power, and for those of you of faith, you know that it's the Holy Spirit, but secondly, and not more importantly, I stand on the shoulders of my mother, my grandmother, my great-grandmother, and my great-great-grandmother, I stand on their shoulders and bring their power to bear,
2: So what lessons have they taught you do you think helped you to, you know, give you this sense of um, determination and um, willing to, to do above and beyond in order to, yes, you know,
0: excel?
3: I understand, I understand. The one lesson I can impart and empower the audience with today is perseverance. I am doing a, a, a leadership conference in a few weeks. And the name of the conference is called "Don't Quit." As far as business owners have a hard way to go. Many of them fail within the first five years. They fail because they quit, but don't quit.
0: Well, so perseverance you
3: know. Is the answer to that question yes.
2: right. So let's let's talk a little bit about you. I want to understand what makes you this person who is so driven. You know give me some examples of who do you think you are? And, you know, you can start anywhere you like. I mean, you've been in the industry for 25 years. How long have you been succeeding? Did it start out that way for you? Was it just a talent you found within yourself? Or did you have to learn through the hard knocks of understanding what really sales and selling is all about? Well,
3: like anyone else, Michael, you have a journey and I had to learn the pathway and I've made many mistakes, many of them. But you learn from those mistakes, and although you may, uh, you may make them again, and maybe again, but the third time is not an option. The question is why and how have I succeeded. Let me give you an example. I came to Texas in 2003 and got married and did not work out, was homeless for a two and a half years, lived in a hotel. Mm -hmm. I was convinced that that was not my journey. I made a change.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: I made a decision to make a change. It's your mindset.
2: Right. Yeah, and... um, No, no, and I, I hear that quite a bit. Something happens and it sort of clicks. A person finds themselves in a place where they would have never imagined, and they start to think about all the things that got them there and what needs to change in order to change their perspective and change their environment and their situation. So, how, how did a you end up getting out of that?
3: A light bulb went on for me. I looked around, Michael, and decided that this is not what I want for my life. Hotel room. Please, now, if you think about what I just mentioned before, the shoulders of my mother, domestic servant, my grandmother, domestic servant, my great-grandmother, and so on and so on and so forth. That's not my calling.
2: So how did you get out of that situation?
3: I was working. As a matter of fact, the first networking group I started, I was in a hotel room homeless. Hmm. And no one knew it. Wow. No one. I worked. I persevered. I just stayed the course.
2: Well, well, someone's listening to this story and they want to understand what can they grab a hold of. What could they do? You know, and an example of how you pulled yourself out of a situation Mm -hmm. that may help someone to, you know, turn on a light bulb and give them an idea to help them to see that I have something within me that's either mm-hmm. a talent or a skill set mm-hmm. or either that, just that sense of determination that will help me to just yeah. somehow push through and, and make a better life for myself. So
3: That's right. Well, let me go back for a, a time. Before I came to Texas, I cut my teeth on small business working for the Sacramento Metro Chamber as their business development director. What does that mean? That meant I went out and made sales on commission, which meant if I didn't make a sale, I had no money to pay my bills, right? Right. I had to learn how to sell, soft sell, but sell the need. Mm
2: Mm-hmm sell the need so let's expound on that a lot of people think selling is about the product and the way they've been told to sell it but you know what you have to sell to someone is Mm -hmm. something that they need and if they don't know that they need your product you have to figure out based on the information you gather about them why they need it so tell us how, how did you become successful in that
3: it's deeper than that it, the, the deepness of it is developing a relationship. An example is I would call on the phone. I would go out and make a self call. I was there to learn about them. Tell me right. about your business. Tell me what I can do to help you. I would sit there, Michael, and listen to them. I mm-hmm. never opened my mouth until I heard that light, that one thing I knew they needed. Mm hmm. I would step into that, their corner, and begin to impart upon them how I could be of service to them. And that was how it's done. It's not brain surgery. Mm -hmm. But you must have an empathy for people.
2: Right. So you're saying it's not really so much selling but service, listening and then understanding how you can serve.
3: It's it's called servant leadership A great example is yesterday afternoon I was invited to speak In Plano, Texas Had no idea who was there I walked in and um, made my presentation But at the end of the presentation I said I'm here for you How can I be of service to you today? It was yesterday, okay In a room of 10 people In that meeting. Today, I've already talked with five of them. Just either text me or call me or email me. That's relationship building.
1: So,
2: tell us a little bit about um, your road to founding and launching GMA Publishing. 2004
3: so I worked in Sacramento I'm sorry go ahead
2: Oh no I just wanted to understand what gave you the idea To try you know this GMA publishing or become Mm -hmm. A publisher
3: In Sacramento I was Working for a publisher The name of the publication was Called the River City Small Business News And one way I made a living back in the day is that I would sell the Chamber Membership, one cell, and then sell an ad in his paper. A two, One call, two closes. One call, two closes. When I came to Texas, there was simply no publication in this area that promoted small business. I went down to the Star-Telegram, which, which was at that time the major newspaper in the area, and said, I had a little rag, a little example of the paper. I would love to publish this paper. Can you help me? No background in publishing nothing. And the publisher of the paper came out and said, yes, we can. And they helped me to design the paper. They assisted me in, of course, printing the paper. And finally in, in the distribution of the paper. And from two thousand four to twenty eleven we would direct mail five thousand papers per month to the Fort Worth Chamber of Commerce. Full color. As I look on my wall today, I'm looking in my office, I've got one, two, three, I've got it eight, eight covers on my wall now.
2: How often does the um, publication come out?
3: It's now digital. It comes out once a month. Before, it's called the Voice of Small Business now. We changed the name of it.
2: I see. Okay. It's,
3: all, it's digital, yes. Uh-huh.
2: And um, also, you have a, a seminar coming up as well. Give us a quick brief rundown of what someone would learn and what they can, you know, tools that they can gather in your seminar, what What? I'm sorry, We Can Do It Positive Connection for Women's Conference?
3: Yes, well actually we've got two. The We Can Do It is my ministry.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: we've conducted that since 2011. Let me grab the move, move here. There are five pillars in the We Can Do It. It's all about empowering women the space and family, leadership, wellness, focus on finances, and personal development. We have essentially 10 speakers in the um, event, 5 in the morning and 5 in the afternoon, a breakout session, and it's, it's, the website is we can do it hyphen positive connection for women.com. Again, we can do it hyphen positive connection for women.com. And That's where's
2: one. the conference going to be?
3: The location is the 4441, the Doubletree Hotel in Irving, Texas. Time is 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. The date is October 1.
2: Okay. Very good. And um, you also have some radio shows as well. Tell us about those.
3: Yes. Since 2008, I launched the Vlog Talk Radio, Especially Yourself. And we have both the votes of small business, one, the female entrepreneur, two, millionaire mindset, three, and the factor of four. So we think we do four radio shows per week on blog talk.
2: And what are the topics? Are they all business related, or are some of them inspirational? What are your topics?
3: Well, on the faith, on the ministry portion, of course, it's the faith. On the millionaire mindset, it really conducts or teaches people how to think differently. On the female entrepreneur, we interview women nationwide about their journeys in business. In the books of small business across the board. Any small business owner that wants to uh, share their story, we'll interview them.
0: And so
2: you've been doing this since 2008 with all four shows, or did you sort of work them up I slowly? Began with,
3: yes, slowly. But the Bush small business was the first one. The millionaire mindset. The fact that T and the evil entrepreneur, which is the most powerful show, I think, um, have evolved and in rolled out slowly. Yes.
2: So, what is it about radio that made you choose this platform?
3: Well, the platform is, of course, um, as you may know, I, um, I, I imagine you started in traditional radio. I did as well. And to make it affordable to small business owners, the web-based format is not better for, for us, for me, in anyway. the I love the fact that I can promote it. The marketing portion is what I do. I can also be, bring um, business owners into the show and not charge them a lot of money.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, besides the conferences, what what else are you doing um, as an outreach as far as your, your ministry?
3: Well, of course, that's a great question. I mentor a number of women Nationwide through Skies and, and through FaceTime But most importantly I think They're reaching out into the community And becoming a part of the community We call ourselves Philanthropic visionaries Philanthropic visionaries What can we do to make things different In our communities In our families In our home.
2: okay and, and what kind of things have you done? Give us an example of some of the things your group does.
3: Great question. In the last conference, we brought in two nonprofits and we did fundraisers for them one is the cancer fund a, a cancer nonprofit and the other is a domestic violence nonprofit and we raised funds for them
0: okay
2: great um what what are their names?
3: The first one is Heavenly Mimi. And the second one is Brand New. The story behind that is Brand New. Her name is Kim Brown. And Kim just recently established her nonprofit. You can find her on Facebook. Kim called me a week ago. Her best friend was shot. By her boyfriend <clears throat> and asked me if I would mind if she would talk about that um, experience on the last conference, so on YouTube right now you can find her interview the name of her not her um, nonprofit escapes me at this present. Her name is Kim Brown. you can find her on Facebook, and the story about her friend who has shot Point West Range is on Facebook right
2: now. All right. So what's the plan for the future for you? Where are you headed with um, the conference and the radio shows? What are you looking at?
3: In September, Michael, we will begin our first TV show. The female entrepreneur is going nationwide, of course, on web-based It will be shot in Mesquite, Texas, and distributed through our producer and the studio there worldwide, not not nationwide, worldwide. I'm excited about that platform.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So um, give everyone your website and how they can connect with you.
3: Well, you may find me on Facebook, of course, Janice Montgomery Albokai Strozier. On LinkedIn, the same name. On Twitter, the same name. And finally, my website is janicealbokai.com. I'll spell that: O K A I is an igloo.com.
2: It's All right. Well, well, thank you for joining us, Janice. And um, thank you, Dioud, as well, for uh, connecting me and you. And um, we hope and, you know, pray for good things for you. And um, let us know when we can um, help you out and support some of these events that are coming up. What we'll do is probably run this show again close to the time of your conference as well, just to put it out there again create a small media blitz there and um, we just look forward to you uh, doing more awesome things
3: Thank you Michael for inviting me to be on your show and thank you audience
0: This message is
2: more for me than it is for you So for some reason I felt compelled to share it. I have quite a few of these messages that I write but I tend to keep them to myself but this one just would not let me tuck it away with the rest. Although I've added and changed a number of phrases to make this message more broad and speak to a more diverse group of those in need. Please know that I'm not talking about anyone in particular. This message was first and foremost for me. Welcome to my world. You know, the world has become obsessed with the selfie. A self-portrait that often gives the subject control over how they are portrayed in a given environment. And a photograph that allows them to capture an image of themselves as they want to be seen, but not necessarily the way things actually appeared. At the time of the photo. This allows them to. Make a number of adjustments. And corrections. To make their appearance. Or their life. Seem far more interesting. When we have too much control. Over how we appear to others. Without doing the work. It detracts from who we need to be. And we forget about. Growing spiritually. And not just. Appearing better. We lose focus on what is true about ourselves, our God-given purpose, the thing that makes us special and unique. Take a close look at your life. Are you where you want to be or are you where you need to be? Well, they're probably one and the same. Well, let me explain. If you're not where you want to be in your life, but you're doing nothing to change the state that you're in, then you must be where you want to be, even if it is just for lack of effort. But sometimes we're in a place in our lives where it's not where we want to be, but still we understand that it's where we need to be in this season in order to gather the knowledge, wisdom, and understanding needed to take us to that next destination. Do me a favor. When you get a chance, close your eyes and think of anyone that you respect and admire and that, in your opinion, lives a life that you could only dream of or even hope to achieve or surpass their level of success. Think about the things that you admire about them the most, their wealth, talent, uh, intellect, or even their swagger, or ego or confidence. Believe it or not, you will find that the greatest difference between you and then, and the key secret to their success in life, and the key to yours as well, is this small thing that everyone has access to. And I mean everyone. Rich, poor, old, young, no matter your race or gender. So that's the good news. We all have what it takes to achieve unimaginable success. But the real question is, do we want it bad enough? to do absolutely everything it takes to achieve it. Well, we're about to find out. Most of our life experiences are deeply rooted in a small, seemingly inconsequential events that occur day to day. The choices that we make in our interactions with people, the steps we take towards our personal success in the work that we do, and how we manage and utilize our time, knowledge, skills, and abilities. Each of these bring with it a new or familiar experience, an opportunity to use our knowledge and wisdom from past successes or past mistakes to foresee the consequences of our actions so that we will make good decisions and lower our risk of negative outcomes. This thing that has taken over our lives and enslaved us has no regard for a life best live it is that day-to-day routine called habit yes your habits are so much a part of who you are that what you do and what you say are all shaped by your habits When friends or someone who thinks highly of you talks about you, they often describe your admirable traits as a result of your good habits. Conversely, when someone speaks poorly of you, they often speak of things that are lacking that are direct results of your bad habits. You know, just as on the Internet you are who Google says you are, in the real world you are who your reputation is based on and what your habits portray you to be. Believe it or not, your bad habits are literally wasting your life, stealing your success, destroying relationships, siphoning your finances, and leaving you bitter, depressed, angry, and resentful. In short, most of your bad decisions, mistakes, squandered opportunities, love lost, emotional outbursts, rude and reckless behavior, broken relationships and lack of self-control and a host of others are all things that you expertly do without thinking and are all rooted in this silent beast called habit. Wikipedia references the American Journal of Psychology of 1903 and it defines habit this way and I quote a habit From the standpoint of psychology is more or less a fixed way of thinking, willing, or feeling acquired through previous repetition of a mental experience. Habitual behavior often goes unnoticed in persons exhibiting it because a person does not need to engage in self-analysis when undertaking routine tasks. So if habits are a fixed way of thinking, surely our bad habits, our brokenness, can be fixed. And since it is acquired through repetition of a mental experience, it's also something that we can engage in without thinking about. If we create new good habits, in time we will not even have to think about our good habits to reap their rewards. Here's the kicker. We often delegate some of the most crucial And life-altering decisions in our lives to something that has a frightening amount of control over us and may very well choose the life we lead with little or none of our thoughtful input. This is because our bad habits have the power to nullify our good decisions, no matter how passionate or well-intended. And yet we pretend that it's something that we cannot change because it's just the way we are. This is how God made me. It's complicated. I beg to differ. We do have control over who we are, how we live our lives, and how we treat others. So every day that we wake up and are given the blessing of leaving our mark on this day, we have the opportunity and the obligation to change the world for the better by changing who we are, what we contribute in our lives, and the lives of others. Here's an interesting observation. Every buzz, beep, or chirp of our phones are literally retraining our minds to act before we think. And because this has become so common, this abnormal behavior is now deemed acceptable and no cause for alarm. Watch the news tonight and you will find numerous stories of people who acted out before they thought of what they were doing or the consequences of their actions. When watching these events, we often say to ourselves, Who does that? What did they think would happen? What were they thinking? The truth of the matter is, they were not thinking at all. Our habits may or may not land us on the 6 o'clock news, but if we don't think first, the odds of us making wise decisions are just left to chance. And when the odds don't fall in our favor, we encounter numerous negative outcomes and repercussions that add no value to our lives and occupy time that could be better spent on something positive and redeeming, like success. Bottom line, we need to reclaim the time we waste by not taking control over our actions if we want better lives for ourselves and our loved ones. So as you can see, this is pretty serious stuff. So what can you do to prevent your eventual decline down this slippery slope? Well, I'm about to tell you. So if you need to take notes, here is where you want to start. Okay, after this mental beatdown, I owe you at least this, so here's the cure. And I have to say, for those of you who will pray about it first, we'll have far more success than those who won't. Sorry. I don't make the rules. If you want more power over your life, you have to go to a higher power. Wikipedia also notes that the habit-goal interface or interaction is constrained by the particular manner in which habits are learned and represented in memory specifically the associative learning underlying habits, is characterized by the slow incremental accrual of information over time in procedural memory. Habits can either benefit or hurt the goals a person sets for themselves. So before you set goals for yourself that you can actually attain, you first have to change your habits. So here's how to get started. It's as easy as this one simple affirmation that will help you to master success. Here it is. When I see the need to do better in my life, I will center my focus on doing different things and doing things differently. If you are truly committed, either one or both of these things will plant the seed of success. Here it is again. When I see the need to do better in my life, I will center my focus on doing different things and doing things differently. Although it seems simple enough, the results are amazing. If you listen to the story of any successful person or anyone who's done anything great, you will always hear this familiar phrase or something similar that they often describe as an epiphany. The Cambridge Dictionary defines epiphany as a moment when you suddenly feel that you understand or suddenly become conscious of something that is very important to you. Dictionary.com says a sudden intuitive perception or insight into the reality or essential meaning of something, usually initiated by some simple, homely, or commonplace occurrence or experience. In the real world, it sounds more like this. you hear someone tell their story and they would say, When such and such happened, I made a decision. I said to myself, I promised myself, I told myself, From now on, I will never, I can't let that happen again. As long as I live and breathe. When I said that, My whole life changed for the better. So that's it. In a nutshell, you have to be able to make a promise to yourself and keep it. I have to be honest with you. For many of you listening, it all ends right here. Because many of you don't know how to make and keep a promise to yourself. It's sad but true. You know what's funny about someone who can't keep a promise is that when they make a promise that they won't keep, it's always one that would be too difficult for anyone to keep. So when they fail to keep their promise, it's that it was too hard to keep. And even though you didn't make the promise, they will happily inform you that you couldn't keep that promise either. So you're no better than they are to call them out on it. But I don't want to leave anybody out. So I will add something for you if this is your challenge as well. That's the awesome thing about what I'm asking you to do. Even if you can't keep a promise to yourself, it's the first bad habit you can break by keeping one small promise to yourself. Here's a small promise that everyone can keep. Look, this is not difficult, but it does require some preparation. You really need to make a big deal out of this and give it all of your attention and intention. Look at yourself in the bathroom mirror and say to yourself with all the intensity and conviction you can muster, and I mean, look yourself square in the eye and say to yourself, and really, really mean it, and know that nothing will keep this from happening, come hell or high water, promise to yourself that every day i am able i will wash my hands and after you say that wash your hands oh that's not the end of the exercise after you wash your hands i want you to look at yourself in the mirror and say to yourself with the same power and strength i mean puff out your chest and say i did what i said i would do and i kept my promise. I know this may seem silly to some, but if you do this, I promise you, you will never see yourself the same. From this point forward, without even thinking about it, whenever you wash your hands, you will remember your promise and know that you are capable of keeping your promise. You will also understand that you are capable of doing above and beyond what you promised. You will also note that you kept your promise very early in the day and did not take much effort to keep your promise. Eventually, every time you even hear running water, you will remember your promise and knowing that you are a man or woman of your word will give you a sense of self-assured confidence that you can't even imagine. This is so powerful. I challenge you to try it. With that being said, let me warn you, what I'm offering you is a little guidance and just as your GPS will help you to get to your destination, it will not put gas in your car. It will not signal the turns along the way. It will drop you at your destination, but what you do when you get there is all up to you. Just as you need to program your GPS so that it will provide the guidance, you need to program your mind and be clear about your destination in order for you to get there. It's your life. You need to do the work. You need to take the steps to make it happen. Are you still with me? By now, I'm sure that I've lost quite a few. But that's okay. I'll be the first one to say that this message is not for everyone. This message is not about Facebook likes or attempts to blow up my Twitter feed. I don't expect this message to be popular. I expect it to help someone who really thinks that they need some guidance in making positive changes in their lives. That's all I want is to help someone in need find this message when they need it the most. Take control over their lives and become a wellspring of love, peace, and prosperity and positive vibes wherever they are right now. If you're really serious about making incredible changes in your life, you need to make some commitments. Not to me or anyone else, but to yourself. You have to commit to yourself that this is truly what you want and are willing to do to add to your life everything that you feel you need to live a prosperous life. So herein lies another great secret to success that we have all heard before, but few have really understood its relevance. So here's the work. Start paying close attention to the things that you do without thinking. Your habits. Note things that you feel that are your bad habits and why they are bad. The consequences of these bad habits and what you hope to be the result of the change. Next, you need to figure out if you will do things differently or do different things or both to break that habit. In our previous example of washing hands, we chose to do things differently. We added to this simple everyday task a new objective to not only clean our hands but to remind us of our promises that we make to ourselves and to create and enforce a habit of keeping our promises. Sometimes it's best to replace your habit with another good habit and. Create a positive act to take its place. A positive habit reaps positive outcomes. So not being a bad habit is not enough. It has to have a positive return. So you'll need to envision what your new good habit will do for you in your life and document if this is an action that will get you there. There are many ways to fail, but you have fewer options for success. But with that, the bonus is is you have less options to choose from to get it right. So if one doesn't work, move on to another. Grab a calendar and track the success of your new habit for 30 to 35 days as a solid new behavior. And note how it has changed your life. With practice and success, you can start with one habit a month and work your way up to six or seven new good habits a month. And in the process, the new life of happiness and prosperity that you've been waiting for. That prayer piece is very important as well. But I do understand that some of you may have an aversion to prayer and may not even believe in God at all. I just want you to know that whether or not You believe in God. God still loves you. Some of you may have the wrong impression of God in thinking that he's always angry and looking for every opportunity to punish us for our sins. But this is not the case at all. In the Bible, it clearly states in Jeremiah 29, verse 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. Verse 12. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. It all begins right there. If you call, he will listen. No matter how bad you think your life is right now, it can all turn around in an instant if you believe. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9-10 through 10 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. These timeless principles are based on the wisdom of the ages and will never become passé. So no matter when you hear this message, the results will be the same. So don't concern yourself about what others may say about your new self and the haters who will surely try to derail your success. Haters are going to hate. So be prepared. You will be surprised at how many people who will see your changes and your progress who will encourage you one day and then try to pull you backwards and undo the work that you've done the next 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 says, We do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves by themselves and compare themselves with themselves. They are not wise. As you can see, this is something that all of us can do at some level to take control over our lives by choosing our own path and arrive at a destination that we have the power to choose for ourselves that need only be based on who we are right here and now. The only thing you need to get started is God and the motivation.
4: figure me cause I don't walk the line, I'm the epitome of the artist's mind, but I'm riddling the world cause from what I can see, all of it's mine, but I don't got all of it's time, nothing but a flicker to shine, yeah I can get quick in the rhyme, become straight vicious at times, but I keep getting messages to assist with the blind, it's just divine, They compelled me to combine what I hear on the radio with the everyday life, Is it of but if outside of the box intertwines with your life, then whose favorite artist is blind? I thought it's a climb, no turning back, instead of making all of my dollars and dimes, turning the stacks of concentrate, on a positive mind for cognitive tracks, Do it doesn't take but the spark of that mind, of course in the...
1: Weight of the world on my shoulder, searching for ways to get over, war against time, nations are blind to the truth inside.
4: In our dreams we wake up in our beds, Thinking the things we just seen We made up in our heads A lot of it's so illogical But the deep sleep version of you Probably saying the same thing Which means it's possible That a sneak peek at your world from a dream can make you go insane And as if that's not heavy All of us are brought up to dismiss this, this theory your pulse is will all go black. Begin to interact with the top pulse of your spine, then you further relax. You lose the definition of heavy, receiving information to complete your Earth mission. is scary. And throughout the day, you get clues. They say what to do. And you don't even gotta be that quick to catch up. but you should pray that you do. The weight of the world on
1: my shoulder, searching for ways to get over.
4: I, die, I don't feel right unless they by my side. they like a tour guide in the form of a third eye in another dimension. That's the type of stuff I be going around mentioning. But I can't give enough love because they got me out of the times that were rough. And I'm thinking you in advance. That's my sign to trust. Blind the bus. He who designs us shines for my love. And this light that we bask in tends to get black and bright. And then back to them like good back to sin. I asked you before. Feel like I'm at the ask you again.
1: Weight of the world on my shoulder fishing for ways to get over. War against time, nations are behind to the truth inside.
0: Have you ever thought about today? What happened today? What's going
2: just come to the end of another show and I want to thank our producer Donna Hardiman. You've been listening to A Measure of Truth on blogtalkradio.com but before you go here's a little something to take with you. Ask God for wisdom daily but know that your lesson can come from anybody or any situation good or bad friends or foe watch your thoughts they become words. And watch your words. They become actions. Watch your actions. They become habits. And watch your habits. They become your character. And watch your character. It becomes your destiny. Until we meet again, take care of what becomes of you.
1: Talk Radio <laughs> Yeah y'all those other stations out there They always got something to say <laughs> sure. But uh Not this station right here We don't just got something to say y'all We got the truth